we have to be careful not to jump into gratitude straight away or acceptance straight away <laughs> without having really understood uh, what and why. I, I'm, a, I'm a very emotional person. I'm passionate. I'm Italian. But I have <laughs> also developed a very strong analytical part. And I believe that analyzing, understanding, elaborating is very important in order to come to peace and in order to come to really deep gratitude, which I believe is a key also to deep forgiveness. So for me, mm. gratitude means uh, <laughs> gaining the ability to forgive uh, more easily people that hurt you so much. Welcome to the Gratitude Podcast on www.georgeandbenta.com, where you'll hear a new story each week that will inspire more gratitude in your own life. Our mission is to inspire 100,000 people to discover how to feel gratitude and live a happy life through the amazing life stories of our successful guests and their actionable tips. And now, the host of our podcast, George and Benta. Hi, Gratitude Seeker. Welcome to a new episode of the Gratitude Podcast. Today with me, I have Elisabetta Franzoso. She's an MA in counseling, deep, psych, uh, deep psychology, and gestalt therapy, a dynamic and spirited life and wellness coach, a counselor, a trainer, a speaker, and a social activist with an immense fervor for inspiring and motivating individuals to re-engage with their authentic inner selves. I think this this is such a beautiful um, introduction, and I and I wanted to 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 read it to you because I think it uh, actually encompasses a lot of what Elizabeth um, is and does. But we will have so many other interesting things to to talk about with her, and I think she has quite an amazing life story that I'm really happy to share with you. So welcome, Elisabetta. Thank you very much. Uh, and uh, thank you for all for, for, for being here and listen. And um, yeah, uh, I'm very, very happy and, and grateful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that you are. And I'm glad that uh, you're here with us today because I think we will have a really interesting conversation. So at first, let us know a little bit uh, about you. For instance, right now you're in Barcelona, you're, um, you were born in Italy, but you lived a lot of your life in Southeast Asia, in Indonesia. I think this is amazing. And, I, and I'm really curious um, how, how that molded you, how that impacted you as a human being. Okay, so I'm, I'm always very happy to share because uh, I believe sharing is, uh, is uh, stimulating, is inspiring, uh, and it, it can empower others. So my life um, um, started uh, um, as, you know, a, a young girl you know, coming from north of Italy next to Milano. Uh, my little town name is Vercelli, is where, you know, there are all the rice fields uh, and there is a lot of fog in winter, a lot of winter time, long winter mm -hmm. time. And I arrived um, at the age of uh, 29 and I moved to Southeast Asia, as you well said. Uh, first, it was Jakarta in Indonesia. And uh, then it was uh, Singapore. And, and then nothing could have told me when I was a little girl uh, um, that I could have lived uh, half of my life out of Italy and especially so far away. 
but it did happen and I'm so grateful for what happened. So since we're talking about gratitude, I like to repeat the word gratefulness because um, I, I, I feel grateful to all that happened in my life. So I studied languages at a school. I did my first um, degree in languages in English and Spanish. And then uh, one day when I had a girl of uh, one year old, my ex-husband and I, uh, my ex-husband because we divorced seven years ago, uh, decided that we could have taken the leap of faith and, and go and live um, far away and see what kind of experience we could have done together there. And, and the idea was to actually stay three, four, five years maximum. Normally, this is the average that an expat family spend abroad. But I ended up to be in Southeast Asia for 24 years and, of course, to be influenced um, very much by the new lifestyle, by the weather that is completely different from yeah. <laughs> what we in Europe. Um, and all to study uh, somehow in Singapore especially it was a very comfortable style of la lifestyle um, I had the opportunity to have someone uh, full-time at home taking care of my house uh, of doing the shopping <laughs> of you know babysitting my daughter when I needed and of course this gave me the the time when I was uh, 37 to go back to study but before going back to study I started a journey of self-awareness uh, I realized that I was um, an abusive mother. Uh, I was abusive verbally, physically, and emotionally with my daughter, and of course also with my my husband at the time. And I decided to ask for help because I couldn't get out of that uh, model mm -hmm. alone. And um, I studied a course in counseling, and there I met uh, this beautiful lady to whom I'm very grateful, Mrs. Marilyn Shearer, uh, she's from New Zealand, and at that time she was living in Singapore. And she was the, the first counselor that really welcomed my story and helped me to deal with the emotional blockages and uh, deep anger that I had inside. And then she also was the one who said one day, Elisabetta, why don't you go back to study? And I said, study? <laughs> I'm 37. <laughs> <laughs> and she said, why not? I think you could be a wonderful a therapist one day and help so many people. And, well, I had the, the word was against me. My ex-husband said, well, this is one of the other things that you want to do. And then after a while, you will get bored about that. And then other people were saying, why don't you have a second child instead? <laughs> and my mother said, well, be a wife <laughs> and a mother. Um, so my rebellious nature normally takes me to say the contrary of what people say to me. And so I said, OK, everybody say no. I say yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so I decided to try to go back to study. I, I didn't have so much confidence my self-esteem was pretty zero level. I, I, I honestly can say that because I wrote a book and I published on my, the book on my story. But going back to study at 37 was um, the best choice I could do because I really found the passion. I really found the love uh, uh, for the work that eventually I also do, my, uh, I, I still do today. Um, and I'm very grateful to that counselor, Marilyn, who really... Um, was uh, the, the leader, you know, in that moment of my life. She really set the seed. 
And from that moment, I started to study. I took a master in counseling with the Australian University. And, and then I started to travel around Australia, Italy, America to be trained in, in different areas. As you mentioned already in the, in, in the beginning, my profile is quite rich. Um, and I was so, so blessed. Yes, I have to say so blessed to be able to experience so many things that made me really realize that we we are human beings made up of different parts. We have a body, we have an intellect, uh, we have an emotional side, and we have also um, a spiritual self. And, and then eventually, you know, life went on. I published a book in Singapore. I decided to share my story because I wanted to inspire others to share their stories and to make people understand that it's not by hiding our stories, not by hiding what happened to us, that we can really uh, fulfill and enter our power. And one year after I published the book, and the book was very successful in Singapore at that time, uh, then it happened another huge uh, disintegration in my life. My husband decided uh, to to separate. It was the second divorce for him. And for me, it all came uh, totally out of the blue. Uh, I didn't expect that after a few years, we've, we've been working together to really uh, make our marriage uh, functional. Hmm. But eventually it was his choice. He said, um, well, Elizabeth, I'm not ready to go where you want to go. And uh, I want to stop here. And and at that time, I was very angry, very angry. But but after uh, seven years, almost eight now, I, I must say that I'm very grateful <laughs> hmm. <laughs> for, for that choice. That was his choice. It was not my choice. So I resisted a lot to that choice. But eventually, today I say Thank you, thank you, Leonardo, who is the name of my ex-husband, for for choosing um, to go and and to stay where you are. He's still in Singapore, living there, um, because that gave me eventually the freedom that I have today, and 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 brought me. And I will not tell all the story because it's too long. Brought me to <laughs> live in Barcelona, which is a, a city that I love, which is uh, at the center of Europe. Uh, which allows me to travel to London very often when I want to come and work or, or see my daughter. My daughter lives there. When I want to go to Milano and see my mom, is I, I was in Italy just two days ago to celebrate her 80th birthday. Wow. So it's, it's <laughs> And also it's a city that brings me joy because... Uh, Every morning, if I want, I can just walk half an hour and I'm at the beach, I'm in front of the yeah. sea, and I can just show my gratitude, my gratitude and my being thankful in front of the sea. Yeah. So this is my story eventually. And yes, today I'm here, based here. I work online and I work also not online. I've got client based here, clients that come from somewhere else. I I study also to do full-time uh, weekends, uh, people who want to come in Barcelona and say, well, I want to spend two, three days with a coach. Uh, I really love to do, you know, a full-time work with, with, with people. And, uh, and I bring them to the sea and I teach them, you know, um, breathing technique, relaxing technique, mindfulness, whatever I learn in my years of 20 years journey of training around the world. I'm happy today to share with my clients and all the people that want to stay around mm. that's wonderful that's wonderful and uh i'm really curious how how all of these experiences have uh 
influenced you from from a gratitude standpoint like what you've learned in different cultures let's say in singapore or uh, in jakarta or um, have you seen different ways of expressing gratitude uh, whether that's inside or uh, expressed towards others well um I traveled a lot from India to Australia, as you say, and I saw different culture. I I believe uh, there is no special way um, to 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 be grateful. I believe that the only way is to welcome, welcome. And I think in Asia, yes, in Asia, I agree with you. There is a, a different attitude in that sense. In Europe, uh, we are very, and I might say also in America, because I also traveled in America during my training and my, uh, my yeah, my, when at the time that I formed myself, um, we are very resistant. And we also think that we know it all. And we have a lot of masculine energy in us. <laughs> um, in Asia, there is, uh, you know, yin and yang. And there is, a, you know, that, that feminine energy, the, recept- the receptive energy that is there that helps to resist less and to accept and welcome more what it is. There are still many, many poor countries in Asia. I mean, you go to India and you mm-hmm. don't find, or you go to Cambodia, or you go to Vietnam, or you go to even Malaysia. I mean, if, if you go to Kuala Lumpur in Malaysia, or if you go in Jakarta, you find also beautiful houses, mansions, rich people, hotels. But in the street, there are really poor people, there are beggars. And, and, and you see these people smiling. You see these people saying yes to, to what life gave them. And and that teach you that um, there is a way of living life that is not about being resistant or just focusing on what we don't have yet. Uh, there is a way of life that says, well, I just surrender to what it is because in what it is, uh, there might be a gift. There might be a reason to be what it is that way. And so Asia... Uh, told me that, told me that um, I didn't have only to live a life to fight, because this is mm-hmm. what I had learned, right? Yeah. And I didn't have to run um, towards success or to achieve success. I had to do my daily action. And then I had also to allow the universe and, and the energy around me, the people around me to to come around and, and help me to 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 reach that success is not only about me, it's also about the outside. Uh, so Asia gave me that sense of softness, of surrendering. I have to honestly say I started to practice this because here I didn't know anybody. I didn't have any route. I knew only the language partially because I had studied Spanish at university when I was young. And I had to start from scratch. Also, living and grieving for 24 years I had left in Asia it was not an easy process. There was depression. There was my divorce was really painful. Mm-hmm. But um, yes, that what I had learned in Asia that was uh, acceptance, acceptance yeah. with no judgment. Right, saying if it has to be this way, there is a reason. So being grateful just because it is this way. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in, in Europe, I grew up and I was here for 29 years. 
I, on the contrary, experience a lot of resistance. You know, we want things, we, we talk about achievement, success. And actually, I have to say, Asia is also becoming that in certain part of Asia. If you go Hong Kong, Singapore, the big cities are really, you know, thriving to, to push you in that space. But all the rest of Asia is very, wow, You is smooth, it's soft. You yeah. walk the street. I remember going to Thailand and in the street stopping, you know, just uh, talking to people, to children. And they always have a smile and it doesn't matter if they don't have much to leave. So this really inspired me. Yes, yes. That was the, the gain, that, the reward that I got by, by living uh, so many years in Asia. Definitely, definitely. Uh, we we talked a little bit about Bali uh, before uh, yeah. starting to to record, and I I can totally relate. Like uh, the people there are so uh, are smiling and they are so um, sociable, but in a in a very different way than in a different way. Yeah, in a different way. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, so I think that there is something that we can learn every time we, we travel uh, from different, in different places. So I don't know in South America, as I said to you before, I never traveled to South America. I'm looking forward to go to Cuba at the end of this year um, and to spend time also in an orphanage. And so see what is the way in South America <laughs> mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. in terms of, uh, of gratitude. Yeah, definitely. That that will be uh, very interesting. But you you got to to uh, to something that I think uh, is very powerful, acceptance and the fact that we many times are are fighting and yeah. uh, we 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 find it quite hard to accept things. Could acceptance be also a solution, for instance, uh, for um, being abusive or did you find a relationship between the two yeah uh well well i i think that before going into accept because we have to be careful not to jump into gratitude straight away or acceptance straight away without having really understood what and why i i'm a i'm a very emotional person i'm passionate i'm italian but i have (laughs) also developed a very strong analytical part and i believe that analyzing understanding elaborating is very important in order to come to peace and in order to come to really deep gratitude which i believe is a key also to deep forgiveness so for me Mm. gratitude means uh, (laughs) gaining the ability to forgive uh, more easily people that hurt you so much so for me it was important to go through the process of understanding my past the roots uh, are very important when people say forget about the past I always say I don't agree with that of course it's my point of view I don't believe in living and swimming and uh, uh, drowning in in the past but I believe that the past is our foundation because the roots are there. And I needed to understand the roots of my anger. I had a lot of anger. And if I was not angry, I was overexcited. So there was this imbalance emotionally in me. And I needed to understand why this. When I understood, when I understood what happened, and when I also gave forgiveness and I honored my parents for the gift that they gave me, not only for the dysfunctional path that they gave me, mm-hmm. then is when all started to 
to have sense. And the same is with my ex-husband, uh, you know. At the beginning, I was angry, but now I had, I had, not now, at that time, I had to understand why this was happening in order to arrive to a point of acceptance and saying, well, this happened because of this. And you must be thankful for the uh, piece of, uh, you know, of journey that you've done together, 26 years, Elisabetta. And you must be thankful for what happened in your childhood, because if you today are here to talk to to Benta Georgian, for example, <laughs> about gratitude, it's because of that. And, uh, and of course, it, it it, it's much easier to say than experience. I mean, it's not only just words. I had to go through yeah. the experience and, and, and suffer the pain and revisit the hurt. But then I, I can say, really, I was born again. It's like, you know, being born again. And, and at that point, when, when your heart is open, your mind is open, and you can say yes to what happened. Yes, with no judgment. Yes, uh, to everything that happened, then uh, life take another, totally another direction and uh, another dimension. Exactly, exactly. You you get your power back somehow, and yeah. that's that's very very important because otherwise you only give power to what happened in the past. And yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I am very, I'm very, I'm very um, a supporter of. Um, of what Carl Jung says, uh, the more we resist, the more we persist. Mm -hmm. So the more we resist the forgiveness, and when we talk about forgiveness, we said, you know, acceptance, gratitude, all this goes together for me. Uh, so the more we resist uh, accepting, forgiving, uh, giving a thanks, uh, the more we keep on recreating negative cycles. And and it's not about jumping quickly to not resist it. You know, letting go of resistance is a is a process. It's like you know peeling, you know, an, an onion, and there are layers. So for yeah. me, a twenty years journey, and uh, I'm I'm still peeling my layer. Last night I was with my daughter on the phone. We had a, a conflictual time recently, me and her, and it was necessary. This time of conflict, it was important for us to to reach the understanding that we reached last night on the phone. And I'm very thankful, therefore, also to, to the time of conflict. So it's not about accepting only the positive in life. We have to learn to accept all that is life. And life cannot be only positive or only negative. Life is yin and yang together. <laughs> mm, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. I think we, uh, many of us, myself included, ha have a tendency to run away from conflict, even though the conflict is still there somehow, but it's, it may be, it's maybe not spoken out loud or it's not confronted. Uh, and that has its own consequences, right? Like Absolutely. The fact that we, we don't speak our minds or we don't... Uh, have the courage to to go through that experience, even if it's painful in the moment, it could lead to something very positive, something that actually uh, liberates us somehow. Absolutely, life. Uh, see, I remember my ex-husband saying, um, well, Elisabetta, I want a peace. I want peace, you know, and it's totally understandable because with a woman like me, he had a lot of fight, I have to say. I have no problem to admit that. But I used to reply to him, 
Well, peace sometimes comes after having a good conflict. It's not real peace when you have just peace because life cannot be just peace. I mean, look what we have around in the world. You, you transfer what it happens in your little in, individual world, take it out and see how many words we have. And actually, the more we resist, the more we become judgmental about the negative, the more we fight against the negative, the more we recreate that. Uh, or the more we avoid, like you say, because one is fighting. I was a fighter. And my ex-husband, for example, in my case, he was avoidant, the, the one mm -hmm. that was avoiding, right? Normally, we attract the opposite, right? Yeah. So for me, I admit, for me, it was too much fight. For me, it was, I have to fight all the time because my life was, was built on this conviction, you know, on this belief that I had eventually to resolve within myself, that life is to fight. Life is a struggle. For someone else, life on the contrary, is about avoiding struggle. And there is no one or the other one that is good <laughs> or, mm -hmm. or the best choice. It's finding and recognizing, finding the wisdom, you know, that comes only with time to recognize when it's time to fight and when it's time to avoid. Because both have their own values. So for me in Asia, I have to say, Asia gave me this gift, learning that... Um, the power of surrendering that sometimes I cannot fight because it's not fighting that takes me to succeeding or to achieve what I want is about surrendering. But for mm -hmm. people who avoid is exactly the contrary. They have to find the strength inside to, to find the power also to fight because um, we need to fight to have peace sometimes. Yeah. And that's quite interesting. And I think if, if it's there, uh, if it's, something that we we go through because we fight with ourselves that's that's something that happens whether we uh we we seek peace or we we are very okay with conflict we fight with ourselves and uh that's just part of us and part of the things that that we that we do and uh i i think that's the, the the acceptance part and the fact that we go through these experiences and we we have the choice to either accept or to fight the fact that we we go through them uh, is quite is quite quite important to uh, to realize the fact that we have this choice and we can um, go one way or another right absolutely we have you said the right word we have a free choice. <laughs> I add the free. We have free choice and we can choose one or the other. And if I had to learn to surrender, I had, of course, to train uh, my mind, my heart, my body to surrender. People who need to learn how to fight, they have to train themselves to fight and know eventually when uh, is the right, not the right, is the choice, is the, the appropriate choice to use one or or the other. Is is this In this way, you find balance yeah exactly exactly because we go uh, from one extreme to another and we get closer and closer to that to that balance and in time we get we get better at this but we also need the, to make this choice and to to have the courage to to try the other side because if we 
if we don't have this courage, for instance, for some, uh, for those that are in conflict and uh, fight a lot, it can be an act of courage to surrender, right? Absolutely, I agree with you. It was a, it was a, it was a, a, a choice, and it was a, a tough choice in the sense that for me, going to the opposite space was really giving up a part of me, the resistance, the part of me that was fighting strong. And, and I'm embracing another part of me that I was suppressing because of what happened in childhood. Of course, we, we, we can't go here and talk about that story, but the book tells all the story. So in childhood, I had to learn how to be a fighter to survive. I'm a survivor. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then for me was, and it's still now, I, I honestly say that I'm still in this moment um, embracing uh, um, a time in my life where the universe is saying, Elisabetta, you still didn't, you haven't finished your work. You still have to develop another part of your, your softness because I'm still too tough in certain, in certain areas of my life, especially what you said very well. You said very well. We're very tough with ourselves. Yeah. Or we are very permissive with ourselves because we, we can be both, right? So we, we mm-hmm. can avoid to see things in ourselves or we can see too much in ourselves. And so I, in my case, I became uh, really very, very strong on me. And the more judgmental, the more critical, the more tough on me, the more I was with others. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah, so the more gentle I become with me, the more gentle and less judgmental I become with others. And the less judgmental people and tough people I attract to me as well. So it's, a, it's really a cycle, you know, that it starts within us. As always I say, I believe very much my, my training, I'm also a trainer, so my training company is inside out you because my belief when I created in 2001 the company was that everything is, inside it start within us and then it goes outside and it attract the outside so as you said we have to learn how to accept and be less resistant to ourselves accept what we are who we are and then work it on and say in what way i can develop the other side that i never had the opportunity to develop for some reason because somehow we all go through some difficult or traumatic time in childhood Exactly. And in in my experience, we uh, I think this balance is uh, always changing. Like um, we we can't be balanced all the time because uh, like, I don't know, the waves, we, we go up and we go down. We sometimes uh, go through conflict or we sometimes avoid it. But we we get better at finding balance in time, and that doesn't mean that we are always in balance. But we have this dynamic balance, and we know how to uh, find that balance easier uh, if we if we choose. And I believe that um, after we 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 do this and we are able to accept these these parts, we can enjoy the the feeling of gratitude on a much deeper, uh, in a much deeper way. Yeah, I, I totally agree. It's a question of, of timing. 
um, it is not a quick fix, as I always say in my work, uh, is a process, is a journey. I love the word journey. So if we embrace uh, the journey, also gratitude is a journey because you can't yeah. be grateful just like that. Day tonight you say, well, tomorrow I'm grateful. It's a process also to become more and more grateful. And actually by, by experience and by growing older in my journey, I realize that I am more and more grateful now gratefulness becomes really for me something natural you know I, I can be in the middle of a crowd or in the middle of nothing you know with nobody around and I can just look up and say thank you thank you you know universe for for giving me what I have that sometimes is nothing sometimes it's just the the chance to walk alone in the street but yeah. I'm thankful for this silent time I'm thankful for being here to talk to you. I'm thankful for, you know, being in Italy and having the chance to, to take my mother to La Scala for the first time in her life in 80 years wow. and show her my gratitude because she is a wonderful mom and she did her best. And of course she made her mistakes, but, you know, actually through her mistake, I am who I am. So thank you. <laughs> exactly, because we... I, I don't know anyone who has the perfect um, childhood or yeah. that they don't have any kind of trauma, any kind of experiences that made them uh, who they are today, one way or another. And uh, it, like you said, acceptance. And I also love these experiences of being able to offer um, to our parents, even though they're they were not perfect, they are not perfect, exactly as we are. Um, the love and the, the gratitude uh, for what they did for us because they did their best and they did what they could with what they knew at at that particular time. And of course, they were raised by their own parents who also had their own uh, uh, situations going on. So it's it's somehow um, very powerful to 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 be able to accept and to love and to to feel grateful for for our parents and for what they did for us absolutely it, it is a is a foundation without that without honoring respecting and um, and saying yes to all that our parents gave us not only the good but also the part that is not so positive then we can really be authentically grateful you know uh, because it all starts from there from the gift that we received I recently wrote um, a poem to my mom and one to my dad last year in mm. May um, <laughs> where I mentioned also the part that were not so positive and I say thanks for that mom thanks for that part my father was a very emotionally detached man who never really protected me but he was there he was there right so he didn't die he didn't disappear he didn't divorce he was there but all the time in front of the tv totally numbing himself mm -hmm. to all that was happening and eventually today i say thanks i always blame that trait of him i always said well his detachment is emotionally not being there for me, created this in my life, created that, created that. But when I started really to process, to understand, and to say, yes, I needed that. I needed to understand 
what is a detachment? Because sometimes in life we need also to detach. Can you imagine if I if I involve myself emotionally to all that I see in TV and I and I <laughs> and I suffer <laughs> for what you know, or when I go in the street and I see people leaving, or you know, here in Barcelona you have many people living in the street. Uh, I, I can't uh, I can't be there. I can't save the world. I'm not. I would be arrogant to think that I can. So the detachment of my father was a gift if I know how to use it in a in a positive way because whatever we were given it was maybe given in a negative way but we can transform in a positive way what we received as negative there is always a process of transformation that we can apply to the negative into the positive but again as you said we need courage (laughs) and we need um, the willingness also to do so exactly and i believe this is the best closing thought for for our time together uh, i'm really happy that we got to this point and um, to this conclusion and i want to thank you very much for for being here on the gratitude podcast ah uh, thank you to you if you can uh, give me just one moment i would just would like to cl- close with a, cl- a, a like a small quote something that uh, a friend of mine muslim uh, Khan, Mr. Khan in Singapore, a very young guy of 28, a few years ago told me, Elisabetta, when you are in front of something that is so negative, like your divorce, like your depression, like whatever, just look at it carefully and remember that there might be a, it, it might be a blessing in disguise. And that helped me to be more and more grateful today. <laughs> That's wonderful. That's wonderful. <laughs> Thank you. And by You're the welcome. way, where, where can our audience find you? My your audience <laughs> and everybody can find me on www.elisabettafranzoso.com, my website. And uh, I'm uh, on, on Skype. I'm uh, you know on my website they find all the details. Uh, and on Facebook, uh, Elisabetta Franzoso Barcelona and uh, on Instagram Elisabetta Franzoso as well I'm now using Twitter and LinkedIn as well as same with, with my same name this is these are my socials that normally I use perfect perfect so thank you very much once again and uh, thank you Benta thank you to you yeah it was a pleasure thank you have a good day and, and let's be grateful <laughs> ciao Totally. (laughs) (laughs) Ciao. Bye-bye. Hey, Gratitude Seeker. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this interview. I really appreciate it. And if you could think of one person that would also benefit from it, share it with them. It might actually be the inspiration that they need to make their day or maybe even their life much better. Thank you so much once again. This has been Georgian Benta. Don't forget to keep seeking and spreading gratitude.